welcome in to another episode of the West Life Podcast. I'm your host, Josh Barnett. We are sponsored by a Holman Barnes group, including West Ashfield Leagues, best place to watch the game live and loud on Sunday as we take on the Manly Warringah Seagulls. Uh, yeah, if you're not heading out to Campbelltown, head to West Ashfield for a skewy and a pizza. Highly recommend the pizzas there. Rob and I have uh, yeah, shared one there before with Big Shane. It was... Uh, yeah, sensational. The the uh, the garden restaurant there at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter. And if you want to support us and take part in the show, patreon.com forward slash Westlife. The Patreon members for this episode is a bit of a bit of a perk for them in this one. So we've got uh, one of our members sitting in in the background watching this. So we're not going live for this episode to the universe. So it's a bit of a um, bit of a reward for our Patreon members and they'll get it a day earlier. So our Patreon subscribers probably listening to it on Wednesday and then um, you're probably listening, everyone else listens to this on Thursday. So patreon.com forward slash Westlife. Another thing too, I thought too, boys, um, the Westlife stickers, I've still got a few stickers. So what I might do is next time I head to a game, uh, if you see me at the game, I'm going to keep some stickers on me. So ask me if I have any stickers and I'll, I'll hand them out at the, at the footy because we get so many people coming up to us and saying they love the show and that sort of thing now. So I'm going to give them a reward, hand them, hand them a sticker. Everyone loves it. a nice final sticker. So, uh, right, I'm previewing the Manly game on Sunday. I'll go to our guests first. Welcome to Mario Siegs. How are you this evening? Oh, very good. Good to be with you. And being a Philly fan, even better. You, um, although this comes out Thursday, when's your next game? Uh, I think it was. It's tomorrow, isn't it? Wednesday, isn't it Wednesday? No, Thursday. You're right. Okay, let's just assume three nil. Three nil. Looking good. Three <laughs> nil. Um, what could go wrong? Uh, Aaron Thompson, how are you this evening? Yeah, not too bad. Thanks, Josh. G'day, Rob. G'day, Mario. Thanks for coming on and joining us. Uh, I'm just a little bit down with all the negative media and us getting completely and utterly toasted by like everywhere that's coming out with articles, especially um, uh, the the one where it, we were mentioned in regards to the Super League guy. I forget his name off the top of my head, but I have got it's that. a yeah, yeah. It's a it's a little hard to try to be positive about a team when we're getting blasted from every angle. Uh, Rob Bashara, I don't know about you, but I'm, I don't know, I'm used to it by now. <laughs> yeah, I'm almost immune to it. Occasionally, I get a bit angry. G'day, guys. Uh, g'day, listeners. Hope you're all well. Uh, look, yeah, just it's. I don't know how to explain it. I don't. I don't think I'm the right role model uh, to be, you know, having your views on West Tigers stuff because I, I'm literally feeling hopeless right now. But it's kind of, it's not easy to watch the games, but I just kind of accept our fate. Uh, before we play. And, and I think what's worse, guys, is I think within the club, I think there's just a lack of belief. So I don't mm. even know. I don't care how well you train. I think deep down they're just expecting to lose. And it's it's up to the coaches to change that attitude. And whether that can change this week, I don't know. They've had the bye. They've had a little bit of a, a break from everything and everyone. But I agree with Aaron. The media is bashing us. But to be fair, we do enough bashing ourselves. But that's out of frustration as you know for wanting our team to be better and our club to be better so yeah i don't know what to expect but i, I guess every uh guest that you get on here josh must be happy that they're playing us Would that be right? 
Uh, I, I'm not going to argue. I, I look forward more to a Tigers game than probably to a Penrith game. Yeah, I'd imagine. I'd imagine. Yeah. Well, you. I, I mean, you've got a, a couple of guys out this week that I, I just. I don't know. You, you're definitely beatable. If if the Manly team that showed up to play Penrith rocks up to Campbelltown on the weekend, I'll be very happy. But I, I don't want the Manly team that played the Storm last Friday night. Yeah, it's a it's a big difference, isn't it? And I look at it and I go, "What the hell is the difference?" So obviously, there's more uh, feeling between Manly and Storm than there's ever going to be between Manly and Penrith. I think that there's just a history that you just assume that these players grew up watching the forty nil grand final, and so they've you know they and the Battle of Brookvale stuff like that. It, it gets talked about so much by the media even today. You just assume that. You know, it's probably one of those things when a player joins the Manly club that they're, you know, made to watch two or three of those games just to say, we hate the Storm. Yeah, well, we mentioned it last week when we were giving our tips and I I said that the Manly-Melbourne game, they just hate each other and it should be a bash-up. But I just couldn't believe how well you blokes defended and, and mauled the Storm players from what I saw with that soft defence the week before against Penrith. It was, it's like racehorses now. You just don't know which racehorse is going to show up to the track. A lot of it was Penrith. Uh, the storm that I think, I think they turned up ready to play, but I think because we got that physical on them pretty much straight away for whatever reason, they didn't seem ready for it. And it seemed to put them off the game. In my opinion, that just, I, I'm not going to say that we were that wonderful because yet again, our attack, just like in the South and Penrith games was pretty bloody bad. Um, but we made up for it in defense and we've just been so up and down with, those defensive performances, you know, look at the Parramatta and Knights games and what the hell, where the hell was this defence then? Yeah, well, you got off to a good start in the year and it looked like the wheels were kind of falling off. So you really needed that win. I just hope you guys go easy on us this week. Mm-hmm. I, mean, I don't because losing to – no one now wants – no offence, but no one wants to be that the first, the first team to fall yeah, to you lose guys. Someone, someone's going to be. You're not going to go winless. I think that's an absolute definite. I'm kind of hoping it'll be, you know – you take Penrith or Storm during Origin or something again. Fair enough. Fair enough. <laughs> uh, speaking of Manly, there's come out this week that the West Tigers are possibly looking at Josh Schuster from Manly and also St. George Illawarra's uh, junior Amone. What are your thoughts on these potential signings, As? Uh, not too sure about them. Junior Amone, I'd probably pass on Schuster. Was it Schuster you said, sorry? Yeah. Yeah, Schuster, I think there's a lot of potential in Schuster. Benji would probably be interested in Schuster, considering I think it was Schuster's debut. Benji was um, his opposite. And he had some compliments for Schuster after the game, which I thought was really, really nice. Never thought, yeah, never put that to, that, that uh, together. Rob, what about you? Yeah, look, Amone can attack a bit. Schuster's, Schuster's a bit of a... Bit of an interesting one. Schuster's a super talented guy, but to me, he's probably a more skillful version of a Bryce Cartwright in his early days. Just very skillful, can offload, can set up play, but lazy as buggery and a poor defender, poor trainer. And Bryce Cartwright's turned that around with Parramatta. He can, he can tackle now, he can hit, he can he does he doesn't do all that flash stuff. And I, I just see a lot of flash in Schuster, and unfortunately, we'll probably see it on the weekend. But he just he just looks like he's cruising in defence and jogging, and he just looks like a lazy guy. So I'm I I'm not a fan of actually getting him, but I know the guy can play. But I just don't think he's ever going to get to his full potential. 
This Sunday, visit West Ashfield to watch the West Tigers take on the Seagulls while you enjoy classic tap beers from just $6. If you can't make it to Campbelltown Sports Stadium, West Ashfield is the place to be. Looking for a space to host your next function? Check out their variety of spaces available for a wide range of functions with options of canapes, sit-down dinners, and much more. For more information, visit holmanbarnesgroup.com.au. Holman Barnes Group, bringing people together. Mario, everything that Rob kind of described, Schuster there, would you agree with that? I wouldn't disagree with any of it. And you add the fact of the whole, you know, scared of rainbows thing. I still have big (laughs) question marks over his um, commitment. You know, a few videos of him, 10-second videos of him running up a hill in preseason haven't convinced me of a lot. I do think, too, in the PVL ball era, he was pretty awesome for us though in the back row and I think even in defense I still think Locke is actually his position but we've decided another coach has come along that's decided that's not the way it is or it's just that he's so desperate to prove he's a 5'8 a better version of um of someone like the Felidi Mateos this you know real ball playing flashy guys um I I'm worried with Schuster I also, he's, you know, very injury prone. We need a good season out of him and we're not getting it this year. Maybe by the end, who knows? I just think there's a lot. It's definitely that he loves, he definitely does seem to like Manly a lot though and like that culture that comes with those boys that he's part of. And so I I don't know how that's going to go in a team that maybe doesn't have that similar culture. He, he I think he, I don't know what you've got at the Tigers that's going to, appeal to him. I don't think the culture there is going to have him on track. As for a moan, you know, if you're getting really cheap, you might be doing okay out of it. But if there's anyone with an attitude problem, it's probably a guy that's hitting people in the head with a hammer, allegedly. (laughs) Can't disagree with any of that. Uh, Another uh, bit of a negative story. Sorry, as for this one, uh, we talked a little bit about it in our previous episode, but rising English star Lewis Dodd is basically being told by his coach not to play for the West Tigers. That uh, yeah, would be a good good move for him. So, yeah, Phil Rothfield talked about this on Big Sports Breakfast earlier in the week. What are your thoughts on this one, As? We, we need to improve. We need to make signings that are going to help us improve. We need to cut the dead weight and sign players who will be capable of turning things around. And to hear that um, a coach or whoever from a club across the other side of the, uh, across the other side of the earth is basically telling one of his star playmakers to not go near the club. It's, it's pretty disheartening, really. That's probably the, the nicest way I can describe it. Rob, is this a bit of he just wants him not to go? Maybe oh, it's it's definitely clickbait for a start. I mean, there's it's just a a beat up. More than us. <laughs> no, no, of course. Um, look, the reality is, guys, if you cared about any player right now, you'd advise them not to come to our club, which is fair enough. Why would you come to a club that's won one out of its last twenty games? So, I think we've got to look at it more from our point of view internally. We've got to be better. We've got to set standards. We've got it. Like, that's why I said winning those first few games was so important because if we could get some positive feedback, the Tigers are on the up, they've got a new coaching staff, they're looking good, people will want to join us. But why would you want to join a team that's just, you know, doing playing roulette with the team selections every week? Like, 
we've got another two or three changes this week and you know we keep getting spun certain stories and, and what have you it's just it's very hard to believe a lot of what comes out of the club as much as you'd like to believe what they're saying it, it just a lot of it is a whole bunch of untruths josh and i'm past it but you know people can make up their own mind about it right let's move on to sunday's game so team list for the west tigers jareem Bula will make his deba- debut at fullback, uh, shouts to Gussie. He messaged me this afternoon. He said, well, this uh, this weekend will be... I don't want to stuff this joke that Gussie sent me. He said, will it be a uh, a, a, ream, a ream hot water? Install a ream? Jar ream. Get it? <laughs> oh, Gus. Sorry, Gussie. I absolutely butchered that. It was funny. It was funny. Delivery. <laughs> <laughs> just uh yeah call me bill burr for that de- that delivery of that joke uh charlie stains and junior tupo uh on the wing Stafford toa and asu kepoa in the centers kepoa is in the four this week not the three just sheensy and not making it a bit annoying for me <laughs> to have to copy and paste and switch kepoa on the other side of the graphic uh brennan wakeham is in for obviously adam dwayhe out for a yeah, long amount of time with the ACL and Luke Brooks wearing the number seven. Uh, whenever have to probably worry about copying pasting that one. Uh, Mario, anything? Look, it's a very young, and I mean, apart from Luke Brooks, very very inexperienced backline that probably not going to put much fear into the likes of Tommy Turbo and uh, DCE. I mean, you'd probably say not. It, it just depends how our backs are going to go because some days they step up and they they play really well. I mean, Brad Parker, for when he's played this year, has actually mostly been really good in defence. And you see in the Penrith game and even early in the Storm game, he had a couple of off moments where he just seemed to make the wrong decision, which um, upset upset me at times. You're having him and Jason Saab together and then you got Morgan Harper on the other side. There's definite weaknesses um, there to be exploited. Whether or not your back line is the one that's going to be able to exploit that, I don't know. But Charlie Staines has been better than I think most people expected this year. Um, Junior Tupo has obviously shown enough that Manly were allegedly interested in trying to get him. And I know nothing about your new fullback. He could come out and kill it. But, you know, I, if we had the full our full lineup, I'd be feeling like, I'll be honest with you, I'd be feeling like we should be putting 40 plus on you. But with that lineup that we've got, there's still just a few weaknesses that always just they give me a little bit of pause, you know? Yeah, we will get, I've got the Bentley lineup coming up soon. What are your thoughts on Bulla getting a debut uh, as? Yeah, I, I'm looking forward to it. He absolutely killed it, particularly those first two rounds in those um, two Reggie's games at Leichhardt. I think he's got a lot of talent. I think um, a lot of other fans, especially from what I've seen on Twitter, think that he's our future at fullback. So it's interesting that there could potentially be a bit of a three-way battle there between himself, Stainsy, and Dano. Uh, but yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing him given a shot. I'm a little bit concerned about maybe his match fitness because he he's missed the last two, maybe three weeks, I think it might have been, um, of reserve grade with an injury of some sort that I don't know what it was. Um, so that may be why we've got Dano on the bench to give him a bit of a breather if he needs one. Rob, 
Baller at fullback, I thought Staines play obviously that one big error aside. I thought Staines basically would have had the fullback on uh, at yeah, basically locked up, but and Baller maybe playing the wing, but Sheensy throwing him at fullback straight up. Yeah, look, they've they've got high regard for him. I, look, I, I want to give my opinion, but I also want to play a little bit of devil's advocate. Um, before we played Parramatta, which was obviously our last game, Sheens goes out in, in an interview and says, we've only got two fullbacks at the club, Charlie Staines and Dane Laurie. The prior three weeks, we had Adam Gwaihi at fullback. <laughs> now we've got <laughs> Jareen Buller at fullback. And like you just said, like so, so let me make my point clear about Staines. I believe Staines is a winger. I don't believe he's our long-term fullback. 100% agree with that. And if the club takes that stance, I'm fine with it. But he had a bloody good game last week or last game. So what are we doing? How are we How are we um, improving Charlie Staines' confidence by saying, mate, we'll give you a shot at fullback. If you do well, you can have the spot. And if you don't do well, we'll, we'll see how we go. Well, he's done well. And now he's been moved back to the wing. So my worry now would be with Jareen Buller, if he has a couple of games, whether they're good or bad. I mean, I, I like the fact that we're trying, seeing what he's got. He might be the future. He might keep the spot for the whole year. We don't know. But the point is, what if he has a couple of bad games? Are we going to kind of destroy his career like we're kind of doing with Madam Mua, like we're doing with Sean Bloor, like we're probably doing a bit to a degree with Staines, where we're just revolving the roulette wheel around like I, I I don't get the whole thing now that he's there I hope he does well he's he's very raw but yeah I after what Staines did last week and you're trying to put your best team out there I, I don't know guys I, I think I think all I mean for, let's leave Buller out of it all the experimentation needed to be done in the second half of last year by Tim Sheens after Michael Maguire got sacked we needed to know whether Noffat was our winger or not. We needed to know whether Junior Tupu could cut first grade or not. We needed to know if Adam Dwayhe was a 5'8 or a centre or whatever. All these things should have been trial and error last year, not fucking around with a 2023 season and just having another you know, poor season and our season's over in April. This The trial and error should have been done last year with the players that we had at the club. So I wish Doreen Buller all the best. I think he's definitely a fullback. I don't think he's a, wing, a winger. I don't think he's a centre. But he is raw, and he's coming into a team that's 0-6. And, and I, I just hope we're not throwing him to the Lions. Uh, on to the four-pack. Pretty much the same four-pack. What, four weeks in a row? Pretty much these six guys have been a lock. Uh, I'm trying to think the last time. Uh, Pol- I think Pole is the only one that's really changed. Pretty much since Bateman came in. But Mario... Our four-pack is pretty good on paper, and they've done a pretty good job this year. Obviously, we just – Rob uh, d- described us, and he predicted this before the season. He described us as – because you, you're you a bit of an NFL fan as well. He calls us the Denver Broncos, which kind of hurts me as a Denver Bronco mm-hmm. fan myself, but basically just can't score points, can defend okay, but just inability to score points. I think the issue with that forward-pack is that – you got someone like John Bateman who is such a good player, but he's being for he feels forced, I think, to try and do too much. Uh, and it's been interesting with your team so far that 
the guys that are newest to your team, Appy, Clemmer, Bateman, and Staines, have been the guys that, to me, look like they're really putting in. And the only mm. exception there is Papa Lee, who's he started off pretty poor, and I think I think he will improve. I just think he's that whole preseason crap of will he won't he come or or won't or not. I don't know. Maybe there's a, a bad taste in the mouth of the other players, and he's not settling in as well as he'd hoped. I, that's just a, an idea, and I, I think he will come good. You've certainly got the players there. Like Appy can Appy can do what we all know he can do. It's just whether or not the rest of the team can go with him. But if you're if these forwards can just go up the middle, which I think was it was it the Parramatta game or was it even the one before that where you guys really seem to be going hard up the middle, focusing on that a lot more than in the previous weeks. And to me, the results were kind of obvious. Sorry if I'm thinking of the wrong game. I think it was the Parramatta. Right, you are. You are. It definitely Param- wasn't the Broncos game. <laughs> we dominated okay. the Parramatta game. You're right, Murray. Yeah. Yeah, it just seemed like they all got on the same page. So if your team are still on that page, then they can actually do something to scare Manly and put them off their game. But if they're not, and they're just going back to their old ways of letting teams run up a score, I don't think Manly's going to let you back in in the second half the way a couple of teams like the Bulldogs and Para have. Uh, boys, anything to add? We've pretty much talked about this four-pack a fair bit. No, no, I think I think Mario's hit the nail on the head, especially with Bateman. Um, and I don't mind Bateman trying too much, but he's literally having to run sideways and do some things out of the ordinary in order to try and create some attack because our halves are, you know, they're basically devoid of ideas of how to create anything. So, uh, yeah, look, I, I agree with all that, but it, it is a very strong forward pack. I've, we'll get to the bench now, obviously. I'm not a fan of the, of the, the makeup of the bench, but... Um, yeah, I, I just think some of those forwards are going to be playing long minutes in that starting lineup. That's for sure. Yeah, the bench—it's a—it's a weird one. Dane Laurie at fourteen, Joe and Gowie at fifteen, Alex Twell at sixteen. He swapped those numbers for some reason, so uh, I only noticed this. Obviously, I type type it out for the graphics. Uh, often Gowie and Twell were fifteen, sixteen, and fifteen. They're fifteen and sixteen this week. I don't know how they how do they pick like. Does it really matter if the bench numbers really like obviously fourteen usually comes on first, but I always wonder like how Yeah. Murray, actually I'll get your opinion on this. What's your thoughts on jersey numbers and names on the back? Oh, I'm I'm a definite fan. I don't understand why they don't do it. To me it's such an obvious marketing uh possibility. players love yeah, yeah, Latrells, they love your Tommy Turbos and all these various players. Like every team has a player they love. I'd guarantee you, if you had Benji Marshall Tigers jerseys out made even this year, they'd still sell. You look in look in the NBA, there's what eight or nine states in America where Michael Jordan jerseys are still the number one selling jersey in the state. It's pretty clear, isn't it? Yeah. I don't see the disadvantage to it, so why not do it? But yeah. It's, I knew. I, that's, I asked you because I knew you agreed with me. So, it, <laughs> um, yeah, I, I've preached this on the show for years, but uh, a lot of people get upset with me. They think it'd be confusing for players to have different numbers. Even they did like the Super League, though. Just kept kept the same number for the whole year. So, like, like for example, Sean Bloor's nineteen this week. If he was just named at nineteen the whole year, I'd go out and put nineteen and Bloor on my back, like just to have a number that don't necessarily have to pick their number, but 
least stick with the number. So I digress. People, and, people disagree with you, Josh, but now you've got an NRLW player in Kennedy Charrington agreeing with you. Yeah. Uh, oh, is that a, what, is that an NRL? I didn't even realize it was an NRLW player that you shared on Twitter today. Yep, I thought I, it was just I some saw her post. And, yeah, Kennedy, Kennedy Charrington, she's uh, a Parramatta Eel for the next three seasons. Yeah, right. I didn't even realize it was an NRLW fan. Her Twitter looked like, I thought she was like 15 years old. I didn't realize it was actually an NRLW <laughs> player. There you she's go. She's very active on Twitter. Okay. Um, well, I'm a fan now. Uh, even though she plays for Parramatta, yeah, she signed a three-year deal for Para. Yeah, I'll give her a yeah, I'll give her a follow. I'll give her a follow. <laughs> uh, yeah, Dane Laurie, Joel and Gally, Alex Twelve, Tommy Talau on the bench, Alex Safar for eighteenth man. As I said, my guy Sean Bloor is at nineteen. What well, a few people uh, came at me on socials today saying well, I disagree with this, and they think Bloor's had a a poor season. I disagree. Uh, we'll get to that, though. Justin Matamua, David Nofaluma, and Jakey Simkin has also been dropped as well. Um, Mario, why? Why? what's your guess that we have? I mean, Tommy Talau, you could argue, is a forward, but another fullback on the bench. What? What is Sheensy thinking here? As, this is some Sheenier stuff all the way. Get Fitzhenry back at, out there next. <laughs> Dane Laurie, I, I admit, I haven't watched any of your reserve grade games, but everything I've been reading has been saying that he's been absolutely trash in reserve grade, not even holding up his end of, of the field. You know, not he should be out there dominating. He should be out there saying, I'm better than all of you. I'm going to show you absolute losers how to play. And yet he, the opposite's been happening. is a real attitude issue with Dane Laurie. It's not... I, I, we all, I think we all excuse the whole him in a Penrith jersey thing as just being, well, you know, he grew up as a Penrith fan. That's He used to be at the club. I think that's fair. He could celebrate their successes. Um, and it was an error of judgment. But may, maybe it looks like now it may have just been pointing to a, a bigger issue. And, I mean, I don't get it. The fans of the club obviously love him. I, I think we can all say that. Everything I've seen says all Tigers fans have absolutely loved him and, and mm. raved about him for a long time now. Uh, why Why was he... It seemed like he was dropped a little soon for mine. I, I, I don't think he was playing well, but the whole team wasn't. And he felt a little bit like a scapegoat. And he's, instead of saying, fuck you, Sheenzy, I'm going to prove you wrong, he's gone the opposite direction and thrown a tantrum. Rob, would you agree with that? Yeah, I look, I can't disagree with it at all. But, you know, it goes back to the point, you know, you've mentioned Sean Bloor, you mentioned Dane Laurie. Like, we look at them, we look at Dane Laurie, came from Penrith to us on a swap with Paul Momorowski without a priest under his belt, came to us oozing confidence and was arguably, if not our best player a couple of years ago, at least our second in the top two or our second best player. Now he's just a shadow of himself. As we said last week, he got run down by... Jordan Rankin. I know I know he put the um the union player over for a try, he dropped the ball, but he's just I don't and then to have Tom Talau there, Tom Talau wants out and wants to go to Manly, yet we're putting guys who who want to be there. I know Sean Bloor made a couple of errors last week, but they were positive errors for want of a better term, trying to promote the ball, trying to trying to do something. I, I just don't get this this pack. This reminds me of when we had you know, Joel Reddy and Tom Humble on the bench. I mean, oh. you, don't, you don't you don't have Tom Palau <laughs> and Dane Laurie 
there on the bench at the same time. So I just can't see Sheens going with this bench because they've literally got one prop in Alex Twal, who's a plotter, and Joe Ngawi, who's basically a, a back rower who's going to be having to play some middle uh, forward now. So, again, I'm expecting Dave Clemmer to have 65 minutes. And as I sarcastically said on Twitter today, you know, Dave Clemmer's in, in career best form, in, in my view. By next year, he's going to be playing like Sharon Woods. You know, he's going to be burnt Ooh. out. He's going to be burnt out. I mean, we and, and Sheens talks about wanting to preserve Bateman for three or four years and, you know, he's got three or four years. Well, so's Clemmer. So Clemmer's got three years. We need to look after him. He can't be playing 65 seven minutes and, and Laurie gets a token eight or nine minutes at the end of the game like he did against Melbourne. We need a balanced bench and that's not a balanced bench, guys. And we're already struggling. And like I said, hopefully an hour before kickoff, we get one or two of those blokes on that extended bench put onto this real bench. But it's just jaw-dropping that we look like we don't even want to try and win a game with our selections. That's part of being good coaches. And I don't think we've got a good coaching staff. As obviously um, Sean Bloor is my guy and I'm super biased and I think he's – people were telling me, as I said earlier, that he's not playing well as, uh, as maybe as I'm talking up, even though – I obviously watch him closely, and every time he has the ball, he's second in offloads for the team, and he's only played, like, he's averaging 40 minutes per game. Uh, basically, when he's, if he is tackled, he's most of the time on his feet, so he gets quick play the balls. Am I being biased? I, th- I think he's playing better than people think, and obviously, Sheensy thinks as well. Or am I, just, am I just looking into his beautiful eyes too much? <laughs> Honestly, no, I don't think you're being that biased. Um, he has been, he hasn't really had too much of a chance to perform in a lot of games. I think there was one game where he might have had a bit of a down day. That may have been the para game, but before that, I thought he was going quite well. Um, like you had the, the player ratings last week so far, or the average ratings last week. And if I remember correctly, Bloor was somewhere like mid range. So, um, it's easy to say a, a mid-range player in a bad team is performing poorly, but to be quite fair to Blory, I've, I've actually quite liked what I've been seeing from him when he's been given a really good shot at it so far this year. Well, we, um, we, said, we said it in the round five loss, Josh. When we lost to the Broncos and we got smashed, uh, Sean Blore played well and Alex Safarth played well. Yet they were on the extended bench before the para game, before Sean Bloor got promoted. So I, I couldn't even work out why they weren't in the first 17 after they played well. Why don't we reward players when they play well? Just like we've just moved Staines from fullback to wing this week. Why? Just why? Like I, I get it. if he's not the long-term solution, fine. Then why did you play him against Parramatta? I, there's just no rhyme or reason to our selections at the moment, Josh. And it's easy yeah. for us to sit back here and, and criticise. But at the end of the day, all we can go off is what the results show on the field, and we're 0-6. So, obviously, they're not doing their jobs properly. Uh, one company that is doing their jobs properly. Hey, that's a pretty good segue. Uh, Mobile Corp, our partners and sponsors. Shout-outs to Stephen from uh, Mobile Corp. And shouts to Shane Walker, who we had on the show 
on our previous episode, who's wearing the MLC phones jersey there. So MLC phones are now known as Mobile Corp, and they were sponsors of the West Tigers back in 2007. They say there's a saying in IT, there are only two types of companies, those who have been hacked and those who will be hacked. So what can business owners do to protect themselves from cyber attack? Mobile Corp is a family-run tech company that supports West Tigers, and as I said, sponsors uh, the were a jersey sponsor back in 2007. Uh, Mobile Corp is passionate about helping protect businesses from cyber threats. For an affordable cyber security solution, go to mobilecorp.com.au. Murray, I think you're about my age. Do you remember much of the uh, MLC phones era, the mid-90s Tigers? You were probably too busy winning premierships. Uh, yeah, I, I'll be honest. I didn't pay a lot of attention to the Tigers back in those days. No one. Only we did. Only Rob and I did. I, I like Tim Brasher. Yeah. Uh, I still remember his last game uh, at Paris Stadium. As What year was that, Rob? 96? Did he leave? Uh, 90... Maybe 94? Yeah. I still remember his last home game because we were playing at Parramatta Stadium. It was our home game ground i still remember going to that game has just been he was my favorite player at the time and been absolutely heartbroken so yeah you've uh ripped open a scab there mario Sorry. that's all right or a west tigers fan there's a lot of scabs uh on the manly side of things backline tom javoyevic at fullback jason saab and ruben garrick on the wings brad parker morgan harper in uh, the centers josh schuster and Delhi Cherry Evans in the halves. Uh, front row, Jake Trebojevic. Trebojevic? Am I saying that correctly? Sure. It's you a got to put a tre- at the end. Trebojevic. I should know. They're Serbian, Trebojevic. aren't they? Trebojevic. Yeah. I should know my Serbian name, shouldn't I, Mario? I've been a Nikola Jokic fan. Tanula Paseka, Lock and Croker at Hooker. Can you do that? How do I pronounce that one, Mario? Hamali Olakowatu. Thank you. Ethan Bullimore. But yeah, Josh and our old friend Josh Alia is uh, at 13. Uh, Samuela Fainu, uh, Sean Kepi, another old friend. A lot of old friends in this team. Aaron Woods on the bench and Toa Fofoa. Sipley. I, yeah, no one. We just call him Toff simply. I'll admit, I don't know how to <laughs> <Okay>. pronounce it properly. <laughs> uh, right, boys, it's um, starting to re- maybe regret tipping the West Tigers. Now I'm actually looking at the team list as, I mean, the back line. It's a much prettier, in, in more ways than one, back line than ours, I would say. Saab and Garrick are pretty, pretty attractive boys. <laughs> uh, as thoughts on uh, who who struck in fear matchup wise for you? Um, they've got weapons all across the park. Um, uh, Cherry Evans, Trebojevic, like their combination is elite when they're on. Um, speak also speaking of good looking boys, uh, Mario. What about Brad Parker, the old Hank Scorpio? Uh, yeah, I mean, Brad does his job. I, I will always have a soft spot for Brad Parker. No one, I don't think there's any player who's done more with less. <laughs> Love it. That's, that's pretty, pretty accurate. I'll give you that. Rob, what about for you? What's, um, 
what matchups are you fearing with on Sunday? Oh, look, you know, you don't know which Schuster's going to show up. I mean, I watched Josh Schuster play against Parramatta in their win about three or four weeks ago, and he absolutely straightened their attack up really well, and they were getting around Parramatta quite easily. Trebojevic is the is the Tom Trebojevic. He's the one that we've got to watch. He's outstanding. Um, Manly do have a bit of a different right edge from what they started the year with. So they got Harper and Saab there, who hadn't been playing there recently. Um, I forget the name of the Polynesian boys that were there on the right right edge, but uh, they're not there. So look, that could be an advantage. Our left side, uh, the forwards. I mean, geez, are we actually going to lose to a team with Aaron Woods in it? Mm-hmm. So. Uh, look, they've, they've, we've got to watch Ola Kawadu. He, he's an absolute beast. Uh, the shot that he put on Justin Olam last week was just, it actually still puts fear into me just thinking about it. I, I, they, what these footballers earn, they deserve every dollar they get, honestly. Um, look, Paseka was one of our guys. They, mm. For some reason, Justin Pascoe let him go after a magnificent two-try performance in the under-20s. Don't know what sort of deal was going on behind closed doors there, but we did get Matt Ballin, so I guess it was all right. <laughs> um, yeah, it's just look, I, I just don't know which Manly's going to show up. They are beatable if they're not switched on. They're the sort of team that if they're not mentally there, they're not there for the whole game. But they've got enough talent to beat us with about fifteen minutes of football. And again, where are we going to get our points from? So look, we'll just see how it goes. I mean, hopefully they don't enjoy the the trip from the northern beaches to Campbelltown and and we've had a good two weeks and we just shock them and they get a few players put in the sin bin or sent off. <laughs> I don't know, guys. I, I'm just so feel, feeling so hopeless right now. The only thing that gives me a bit of confidence is Josh and Aaron are tipping the Tigers and they've been going very well with their tips. So that does give me a little bit of hope. But other than that, I, I don't hold much hope at all. Well, part of it is Murray. I'm going so well that um just kind of... I thought I'd just, I don't know, I don't know just throw, have, have a risk this week. I'm starting to maybe, maybe regret it. I am eight, I'm eight points ahead of second. Uh, You've got time to change it, mate. You are donating yeah. a tip. You are absolutely donating a tip. Uh, Mario, um, any, oh, sorry, sorry. As? Mario, uh, I thought KO Weeks had been performing quite well for you guys recently. Uh, do you have any idea about why he might be dropped? And I are you able to tell us to much that. about Samuel Afainu? I was about to say the same about KO Weeks. He, he was a little bit off uh, last week, I thought, against the Storm we, when we had, you know, 20 minutes against 10 men, oh, sorry, against 12 men, and we lost that period 2-0, and that was while he had come into hooker. But at the same time, the guy's not a hooker, so expecting him to be one just because we haven't got our um, roster management right to back up Lachlan Croker kind of bothers me. I think Weeks has been really good. But anyway, um, Finu is a player that everyone at Manly and the coaching staff have been frothing over for a long time. Basically, the whole reason that we paid his, you know, big stabby brother all that time to (laughs) not play for us for like two and a half years was because we didn't want to lose him. So it's very going to be very interesting to see him finally playing first grade. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't get KO being dropped, but it is what it is. If Tua Pelotu is healthy enough to be on the bench, I'm also confused why he's not there. He's, in theory, our, you know, along with Garrick, he's our first-choice winger. Mm-hmm. But 
I, I don't know. There's some interesting selections in there. I'm happy to see Sipley getting some time. I, I didn't yeah. know the relationship between Finu, but I'll, I'll, uh, I like the reference there. Yeah, well, there's the, there's, there's, I think there's four or five of them. They're kind of everywhere. We've got two. I'll tell you what, I would have been yeah. doing anything to keep uh, that stabby hooker as well, Mario. I, I honestly think I've never seen a hooker with that much talent at that age. It's an absolute waste of a career. I mean, he certainly had penetration in attack. He had everything. There's not not one, nothing he didn't have. He just had every tool, and unfortunately, he had a another tool as well. Sorry to, to even joke about that, but anyway. Well, that's okay. Since my line penetration and attack was purely a joke and went over your head, that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> uh, don't worry, I picked up on it. <laughs> uh, low grades. So Rob, back in the day, used to get three three games uh, on game day. Sunday Arvo, you do this week. So the flag and the New South Wales, New South Wales Cup teams are playing uh, all on the same day. So New South Wales Cup, uh, Noth has been named on the wing. Uh, Will Smith and Cade Hill in the halves. Rua, I feel kind of bad. I said to Rua when I did the tour last week that he'd be next debutant up for the West Tigers. He's obviously not with uh, Baller. So Pasco yeah. heard you and decided to change it. Maybe, yeah. Uh, Tuki Simpkins, uh, Madam Mua is at lock. Uh, Sione Fainu coming off the bench. Anyone else that, um, yeah, anyone else to look out for in the New South Wales Cup, boys? I think Fainu was really good in that Canberra trial. I, I don't know what he's done wrong since or if he just hasn't maintained that level, but he looked like someone that could have threatened first grade. And and he, was, he made big inroads into that Canberra line in that trial and he's just never had a look in. So I don't know. I haven't watched enough of the lower grades to, to give a, an honest assessment on that. But on what I saw in the trial, he, he's got a lot of talent. So 135. Sorry, I'm disappointed to not see Brandon Tumuth in there. I thought I read in the injury report update that he was available for selection now. So I thought we would have seen him back in New South Wales Cup. So disappointed to not see him getting any game time, but hopefully it's for a good reason. Uh, yeah, 135 is the kickoff in that one. And then before that, Jersey Flegg is at 11.50 a.m. So you can get literally six hours of footy for your ticket, your admission uh, on Sunday. Are you heading to the game, Mario? Or are you a typical Manly fan, only go to home games? Well, I, I do live uh, six hours away from Sydney in my defence. I've literally just today got back from um, running Canberra Marathon on Sunday and then set nice walking work. walking 17 kilometres yesterday at the Easter show. And then I'm driving back to the coast again this coming weekend, taking my nine-year-old to Groove in the Moo. Beautiful. Where, where are you based, Mario? Uh, Armadale. Yeah. Where's that as? You're the country boy. Uh, I don't remember where Armadale is off the top We're of the We're an I'm hour honest. north of Tamworth or about three hours west of Coffs. Okay. As from Orange. So I don't know if they're close because my... No, they're not <laughs> close. Okay. <laughs> I remember when Obviously, I was going to Tamworth for our games up there, it was what, I think about a seven-hour trip? That'd be right. or five, Yeah, seven-hour trip. Well, Right, Rob Shadamus, you're a punning man yourself, Mario. Do you like a bit of a bet? Actually, not, actually, no. 
I, I'm just not a, the only gambling I ever do is I'll play, you know, some friendly games of poker with, with some mates, but that's about it. Okay. Well, we are, we're West Tigers fans. We need some sort of interest in our lives because being West Tigers fans, I guess maybe that makes us, it's a gamble being a West Tigers fan, I guess. You never know what you, what you're going to get. Rob Stradamus, what do you got for us this week? Right. Well, firstly, I've got to apologize for last week. I was actually confident of getting a perfect round, but only got five out of eight. Uh, but I did with our amended try scoring multi when we put in uh, Warbrick uh, in place of whoever, I think the South game had already started, so that didn't count. Uh, we did get our three try scorers up, so that worked okay. Um, this week, I think, look, I think Canterbury are actually playing quite well considering how decimated they are. I thought they were very brave against Parramatta, and I, and I like their grit, uh, but I just don't think they've got the troops to go with Cronulla. So Cronulla to win, I figure Mulatalo will have a winger that um, isn't Jacob Carraz, so I think he should get a try. And I dare say that Cronulla will be trying to isolate uh, Flanagan. So I've got Wilton as an anytime try scorer. So that's my uh, Nost- Rob Stradamus tip for this week. Uh, our tips for this week. Rob, I didn't get, I don't know how many points you're on because you're not in our comp. But yeah, uh, I'll send you the total. But that's all right. You keep me on 17 for the next five years. That's okay. <laughs> what, what are you on? <laughs> I'm, I'm actually on 30, which isn't much to brag about anyway. Oh, same as Az. Okay, you both, you and Az are both on 30. I'm on 41. I'm actually in, so on the ESPN app, just to brag a little bit, there's 412,000 tipsters and I'm in the top 100. So, well um, yeah, and the West Tigers, I'm tied first in the West Tigers fans. The West Tigers fans comp, I think, 4,000 people and I'm tied first. So, uh I haven't put. I wish I had to put money where my mouth is, but um, by tipping, I literally win. It's to win nothing. There's no money or anything. Have so. you tipped the Tigers once this year, Josh? Uh, I think the f- you tipped him the in the first, first two, two rounds. rounds. Yeah, so you, yeah. you could be even higher then. Yeah, the first couple of rounds, I was. I, I'm actually really shocked because my first two, I think I only got four, like fours or something. But I think the tipping's actually been really hard this year. So, yeah, I think... As, says the guy who's got two perfect rounds now. Yeah, and didn't put, like I said, put no money, mean, anything. Meanwhile, on I'm on 27. Oh, wow. Yeah, I'm not going as terrible as I thought I was. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you're not last in the comp as... But I, I'm, yeah, I'm like I said earlier, I'm eight ahead a second in our Patreon comp. So, enough bragging. Anyway, uh Friday, who you got on Thursday night, Mario? I've tipped bunnies. Rob's tipped bunnies, as has gone Panthers. Uh, I'm leaning towards Panthers. I'm looking forward to watching that game. I think it's going to be an absolute mm. cracker, but I, I think Penrith will just get them, just based on... I, I think they, they've got a lift after that night's performance where they didn't deserve the win. The ref handed it to them, in my opinion, but I, I think they'll have a big improvement from that. Uh, as why have you gone Penny Panthers? Much the same reason. I actually ended up tipping the Rabbits in round two. I think it was when these guys met for the first time. Um, I thought the Rabbits would be on a bit of a roll and the Panthers would uh, still be feeling the the effects of the, the losses of Appy and Viliami. Um, I think they're a little bit better placed now. They had a couple of really good weeks in the middle there against the Raiders and Manly. 
um, before, yeah, what was a, a game they probably should have lost last week. And I think Ivan's going to give them a good kick up the backside. And I think they'll be a bit too good in this one, but it is going to be an absolute belter to open up Anzac round. Uh, Broncos para, as you've zigged him, Rob and I have gone uh, Broncos. You've gone Eels. Mario, who have you got in this one? Uh, I am going Broncos, even though I don't think they were that impressive last week from a lot of the game. I think the Eels are going to start Hodgson, which will make them much worse than they were last week. As? Why, why are you going Para? Uh, Para have generally had a pretty good record against the Broncos up in Darwin. Um, the conditions there don't seem to affect them all that much at all. The only person in the um, Para... Well, para staff that gets affected is um, the coach with all the water he ends up drinking. But yeah, I, I'm sniffing a bit of an upset in this one. I think the Eels have the potential there. I don't like the Josh Hodgson back in the nine jersey selection because he hasn't been all that great for them. But I think they can find enough to get a win in this one. Keep it pretty close. It's in Darwin this game, isn't it? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rob, anything on the Broncos? Oh, guys, I, I just think these first two games, uh, the, the South Penrith game and the Power Broncos game, I actually didn't want to submit tips. Like yeah, they trip, trip of the coin. Like big golden point games. Penrith have got the wood on South. I just think South just, God, if they've got any pride, they just won't let a team beat them a thousand times in a row considering they lost a grand final to them. And and I think I, I agree with Aaron. I think Power are, t- are a tougher team and... They'll play stronger in the forwards and, and Brisbane have got more flair in the back. So I kind of think they nullify each other. So I've begrudgingly tipped the Broncos just because they've got more points, but I've got no confidence in either tip. Uh, we've all gone Sharks against the Doggies, even though the Doggies are playing at home. Anyone? Yeah, I think that's... Doggies are $5 outsiders. Get anyone... See, Bulldogs getting home in this one. What about you, Mario? No uh, chance. Bulldogs are busted. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, uh, Rob summed it up really well. I mean, just quickly on the Bulldogs, there's starting to be question marks over Cameron Serraldo that he had a guy on one leg who couldn't move forward or backwards in any way on the weekend, stayed on for the full 80, while he had Josh Reynolds just sitting there on the bench. You know, if you've got that an outside back injured... Put Burton to to the centres. It's pretty obvious, but I'm happy they didn't because screw the Bulldogs. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've all gone Cowboys against the Knights. They're, they're at they're at home. Um, yeah, I wouldn't put it past the Knights to put up. They're, they're putting up a good fight. The Knights this year, led by our old mate Jackson Hastings. Mario, who do you think this one? Uh, Knights thirteen plus. Knights thirteen plus. Mm-hmm. I, okay. I mean, my, mind you, remember, I'm the one whose tips are on 27. Gamble. Yeah, yeah. So but I, I have no idea, clearly, but the Knights have just kept surprising everyone this season. The Cowboys have done the surprise us all in the opposite direction. And yep. I just think the Cowboys absolutely stink and they're, they're going to run 15th, 16th, the way things are going. Mm. Well, hopefully 17th. Uh, probably not. Uh now we're Rob, uh, Rob's gone Manly, and oh no, I missed. Sorry, I missed the the Queensland Derby. Uh, Rob's gone Titans, as and I have gone Fins up. What are you thinking, Mario? 
I also went Dolphins, but I think this is going to be a really fun game. The Dolphins have been a good watch, and the Titans are my favourite team to watch this season. They are absolute chaos. You have never know what they're going to do for any minute of the game, and I think it's going to be a really intriguing contest. Yeah, I remember that was the West Tigers back, what, five years ago. As any thoughts on this game? Yeah, I I like what the Dolphins are doing. They've got some really solid players there. I think a lot of them, I, I, I checked the team list and I can't recall exactly, but I think a few of their good players are back in, back in form. Um, the Titans have moved Sammy to the centers to accommodate for a young uh, uh, debutant, I think, on the wing. Um, so I'm not sure how that's going to go for them. Yeah, so I think the Dolphins will get home um, this last inaugural Queensland derby. Rob, you've gone Titans. I've gone Titans, but the Dolphins were really good for a, for a you know good twenty or thirty minutes against South. They're playing with their second string halves again. This is another coin flip, guys. Another one that could go to Golden Point. There's about four or five games that I reckon you should have have doubles on Golden Point because you'll you'll get some crazy value on those. But yeah, again, I begrudgingly tip the Titans, but I don't know. I just, again, I feel like the Titans might have more points in them. All, all the games that I was 50-50 about, I just said, who's got more attack? So, and I just felt like South have got more attack than Penrith, Brisbane more than Para. And I think the Titans have just got a bit more X factor than the Dolphins. Uh, it's an absolute blockbuster of an Anzac round, though, isn't it? Particularly those first five games. Anything can happen in pretty much all of them, except maybe exactly. Sharks and Dogs. Exactly. I agree with you totally, Aaron. Oh, I forgot we're wearing the uh, Anzac jersey this game. So God, God bless America. <laughs> <laughs> no, no, they they got the first Anzac image off Google. They fixed it. Right, so, okay. right. Um, what are your thoughts on our our jersey blunder, Mario? I mean, it was hilarious. It is funny though that no one ever gave a shit about the Raiders doing it last year. Is the which does really add a bit of fuel to the fire of this whole conspiracy theory. I think a lot of us have at this stage that the media just love talking about the Tigers no matter what. They'll just dredge up any shit they can find. It is still ridiculous that the Tigers did it and that they then kind of doubled down on it briefly before backing down. I think that was the worst bit was them defending it briefly. That I just thought, just own your error and move on and it's not that big a story. We don't own our errors, Mario. We just do not do them. And that, and that's a big problem with our club. Mm. Uh, as you and I have gone Tigers, stupidly, uh, Rob's gone <laughs> Manly. Uh, give us give us some scoreline prediction. You go uh, first, mate. Mario. We'll go Mario. Uh, we'll let the guests go first. I'm going to say, well, it's Manly, 26 12. I'm As, confident we're going to win. I'm just not confident that we're going to do what we probably should. Fair enough. I've got absolutely no confidence in this tip at all. Pretty much the reason why I've tipped the Tigers is because I feel like tipping's a lost cause for me at this point. Um, I'm most likely going to end up changing my tip to Manly if I'm on a perfect round at the point of the game starting, especially in some of the other comps where I'm in it for a little bit of moolah. So at the moment, though, I'm going to... I'll give us the edge. I'm going to say uh, 20 to 18, Tigers. 
Robstradamus. I'll go 30 Manly, 18 West Tigers. I'm going to go Luke Brooks field goal, 23-22 to the West Tigers. I wonder what that's paying. I'll look that up later. Uh, <laughs> I, I really wanted you then to say Luke Brooks field goal. Um, Manly 22 Tiger. to 1. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> Something like that. I really wanted him to go there. <laughs> no, I was being delusional, not funny. Uh, Roosters, we've all gone the Chooks over the Dragons. This is my, probably my favourite non-finals game of the year to watch. Um, but yeah, Roosters... Probably going to be too good for the Dragons. Mario, you agree? Dragons do. I, I agree. I, I expect Roosters win, but Dragons always tend to lift for this game when they're bad. If it When they're expected to be good, I find Roosters flog them. I might be way off, but this is a feeling I have of how, of how it's gone in the past without looking at actual stats. Uh, so I think Dragons, when they're not expected to be good this weekend, they're going to lift and take it to them a bit, but still lose. I just looked up to on my betting account. my If I get eight out of eight this week, it's 105 to one. So I'm going to put $3 on it. See if, that, if, uh... if you're tipping the Tigers, you may as well put Twally to score a try and get a thousand to one. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine though, the scenes. Yeah. Oh, I forgot the Storm. <laughs> uh, last game, we're saying Storm to beat the Warriors. I'm not. Yeah. I think I think Munster back at five eight should be a little. It should do the trick there. You're going the you're going New Zealand, Maria. Warriors have been so good this year, I, and Storm have really been disappointing. And if it was just against the Manly, then I think you'd say, oh, they'll definitely bounce back. But you think back to that Titans game, and they were pretty crap in that one too. I just I think the Warriors just keep on lifting, and I think they're going to again this time. Probably wishful thinking from me, just because I hate the storm more than I hate anyone. But of course, still, fan, yep. yeah, that's fair enough. Uh, Patreon questions: We haven't got any Patreon because we pre-recorded this. The guys haven't sent through any questions for this episode. Patreon.com forward slash Westlife if you want to take part in the show. Though we did actually have our Benji Marshall tier member. Uh, Shane, he wrote, with us still without a win, I knew the issue of recruiting would raise its head, and it has. Seriously, I cannot blame any player not wanting to come here with or without the help of the media. There is no way we will we will sign anyone of significance for 2024. We just have to pray our youngsters start to hit form all at the same time. Uh, 2024 will be up to our current kids to turn it around with the help of Appy and Co. Maybe then things will turn around when it comes to recruitment. Uh, yeah, so Shane's a bit down this week, as I think we all we, we had the buy and we're all we're all down. We, the team didn't even play last week, and we're all kind of down in the dumps. So it's just maybe me tipping the Tigers this week is just we're just so desperate. We need it. I'm sorry, Mario, but we need it so badly. We need something something to be happy about. But it's probably not going to happen. For a while, my but, um, my tip is an attempt to manifest the win. I'm manifesting. Yeah. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> uh, reverse reverse jinx it. So, uh, Mario, thank you so much for joining us this evening. It was pretty last minute that you came on and um, yeah, helped us be our manly fan for this game. 
we will review this game on 8.30. Back to, we promise, back to normal times next week. So Monday and Wednesday evening, Monday night, we'll review uh, Manly v. West Tigers. Uh, anything else before we go off to uh, say goodnight to Big Dog? No, guys, just hope the boys find something from within or, or you know, someone, one of the players just calls out the whole group and just says, what the fuck are we doing? Let's turn this around. Let's let's pull something out. We just can't keep going on loss after loss after loss. Someone's got to believe in the cause, and I just don't see any belief in that camp. I think someone in your team just needs to yell at Cattle Dog and just have some fun. Exactly. Fibros <laughs> versus Silver Tails. Exactly. Just, just get, get Clemmer to do it. Let's get Roy Masters to give him a pre-game speech. <laughs> Maybe we need to get uh, Jackson Hastings down there just to just to jump in the middle and have both have both teams just go, you fucking bastard! And everyone run. <laughs> what about getting Ronnie Palmer back to do his um bring bring Ronnie Palmer back to do his magic dust that he did in twenty eighteen against Manly? I was going to so say, is this the Ronnie is this the Ronnie Palmer Cup or is it the Jackson Hastings Cup? <laughs> well, the Josh Elliott Cup. I think it should be the Matt Ballon Cup. <laughs> <laughs> he's he's a legend. legend. He's a legend. Murray's a lungies cup. Yeah, it's, it's been quite a lot. Look at it. Shannon Nevin. Shannon Nevin cup. I think Josh Alloway got a, got two tries against us last year, didn't he? He yeah, sure he did. did. He did. Let's yeah. hope. Let's manifest that not to happen uh, on Sunday. Sorry, Mario. I, no, I, I'll join you on that because fuck that guy. Uh, another another rainbow, uh, rainbow. What'd you what'd you say it, about Schuster before? Ra- ra- oh, I just said he was scared of rainbows, whatever. But Josh yeah. Alloway was the bloody ringleader of all that, you know. He was. Without him there, the others might not have ever had the, you know, the stupid thought in the first place. And on that note, let's hope it's all sunshine and rainbows for the West Tigers on Sunday. As always, boys, go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Go the Tigers. Thanks, guys. Thanks, Mario. Thanks for listening to another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Please follow us at Westlife Pod on Instagram and Twitter and Facebook.com forward slash Westlife Pod. You can also support and take part in the show at Patreon.com forward slash Westlife and give us a subscribe on YouTube and turn notifications on. We'll see you again next time on another episode of the Westlife Podcast. Mm-hmm.